Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the salvation of my family and I. And the new season you have brought me into. I declare breakthroughs are coming in my life. Sudden breakouts of God's goodness and favor on every side. Not in drops or in streams, but a flood of God's power, healing, deliverance, wisdom, favor, and all that is necessary for life and godliness. I am a breakthrough person and I choose to be breakthrough minded from now onwards. I am expecting God to shower me with his goodness and amaze me high with his favor all around and in all that he leads me to do and pursue. In the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, this is my declaration for this season and so shall it be as ordained by God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I thank God for your lives this morning. Once again, thank you for giving me access to your homes and thank you for watching, logging on live to watch. I believe that the Lord has a word for you. There is something you need to move to your next level, I believe, is in my mouth this morning. So just pick your notebooks and just take it easy, write, and just let the Spirit of God minister to you. I welcome all our guests. I see the Nigerian church already online watching. I, I see people watching from the UK, from the US. The Lord bless all of you, all our audience across the world. Now, three weeks ago, I started a series on the subject from ashes to glory from ashes to glory and I want to just do this quickly before I progress with my message my brothers and sisters I believe that when the Lord spoke to us about the year of breakthrough we all embraced it every message we have been teaching from January is to help us get into that provision so don't select don't say this is not interesting in fact, sometimes when we are not so well, some of the medication that must bring us back to the normal life is not exactly what we want, but that is what we need. So in this season, I want to encourage you to take the word of the Lord that comes to us. In fact, in all seasons, very, very seriously, because in it lies your ability to see what he has promised you. And so I want to quickly do, in the next two minutes, let's do a quick review over all the things that we have studied about breakthrough in terms of moving from ashes to glory. Hallelujah. On our worship and wonder service, we talked about moving from ashes to glory. And we said we're looking at the life, specifically the life of Nehemiah. And in fact, there were other examples like the life of um, Ruth and like the life of, um, what do you call her name, Esther. 
We said ashes are what remains as powder when something has been completely burned down by fire, situation, or circumstances. Whilst glory, on the other hand, is the place of great satisfaction and walking in all that God gives us. Hallelujah. Walking in all that God gives us. So when you talk about ashes, you are talking about a life that is not satisfied, not because there are delays, but simply because the events of life is not giving you the best. I need you to follow me. And I said that there are three things that brings us into a life of ashes. And number one, it can be God himself wanting to teach us some things. And we looked at the life of Job. And then we said number two is when we decide to do things our way, even though we know what God requires and expects from us. In fact, in my 16 years in the pulpit, I have seen many people in this place, category of, 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 of people, I mean, let me put it, I have seen many people whose lives are beginning to take a downward trend because of stubbornness, pure stubbornness. They chose to disregard the word of God and did whatever they want. And then we also said when we live in total disobedience, God specifically requires things of you and you choose to take your eyes off. We said that it brings us um, so much pain. And then the part two, I talked about pathways from ashes. If you want to move from that kind of life where you have nothing to celebrate, your life is dry, no testimony, no song, prayer is difficult, studying of the word is history in your life. You have nothing to show for as a child of God. We said, how do you move yourself from that place? We said there were nine keys. In fact, there were 15. I shared nine. Number one, I talked about being, uh, what do you call it? You tell, we said you should repent. We said you should what? Repent. A life of repentance will bring us out of ashes. And we said repentance is not just godly sorrow. It is godly sorrow that leads to a change of mind and direction. In fact, it even reflects in your actions and your speech. Let us not water down the word of God. It is that serious. Amen. And then we said, after that, um, you must come to that place also. Um, you, you, you don't just repent. After repenting, the second thing we said, we must be great lovers and observers of God's commandments. We must be lovers of God. In fact, sometimes there are scriptures we quote and get excited over. For instance, Romans 8.28. And now we know that all things work together. It doesn't end there. He said it went together for good, for, to all things work together for good, for those who love the Lord. You cannot be having good things happening. I know you can point me to one or two unbelievers, one or two people you know don't have a relationship with Christ. But check the Bible again and check their end. Hallelujah. So you are a lover of God. You have assured yourself of things working together for your good. Number three, we talk about we must make the things of God our priority no matter how dicey the circumstances or situation may look. Number four, we said we must be prayerful. Number five, we said we must be, we must not lose focus. Number five, number six, we said we must protect and treasure godly relationships. Number seven, we talked about expect detractors to show up, making room for wicked men so you are not taking on a waste. Listen, Christianity is such that you cannot be naive. 
you cannot be naive. Number eight, we said guard against assumptions. And number nine, we said testify boldly about how, how God helped you. Don't, don't, don't begin to tell people things. And I did this and I did this and I did that. Let people know that it is God who helped you. So that has to do with the pathway. Now, there is a major ingredient that is required in this process of living a life of ashes into a life of glory. There is a major ingredient. Remember that in all we have said so far, you can clearly see that fingers are pointing to God. It is not a man. It is to who? God. Now, if it is God we are looking up to, to move us from the ash heap to the glory land, then it is important we understand the necessity of favor. This morning, I want to speak on the subject I've entitled, The Necessity of Favor. My brothers and sisters, in the equation of moving from ashes to glory, you cannot do it without favor. Favor is what makes one person different from the other. We all can be very skillful, experienced, and even highly exposed, but what makes us relevant, impactful, and very successful is favor. In the equation of greatness and success, favor cannot be out or excluded. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and Noah found favor. You see it in your Bible as grace in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. So I want to make an attempt to now define the subject favor. Now remember our key scripture here is Nehemiah. We are looking at the personality of Nehemiah. Alongside we'll be looking at David, Esther, and Ruth. The necessity of favor. I said that we can all be skillful, highly connected, highly placed, highly exposed, know it all. But what differentiates one person from the other is the subject of favor. So let's look at what favor is. What is favor? Favor is what makes the hard labor rewarding. Hallelujah. <laughs> favor, this is according to Andrew's Labis Dictionary. Favor, and I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing or trying to define the word favor as I have experienced it. You can add yours to it. But favor simply means, it, I said favor is what makes the hard labor rewarding. If you doubt it, check the life of Jacob. It was favor that made him still stand out as successful when his father-in-law changed his wages 10 times, according to Genesis 31. So when a man's life lacks favor, your labor does not end. Your labor does not produce the desired results. If your head or destiny lacks favor, your life is as if you are on one long unending journey. May it not be so with you. As you hear this message of the necessity of favor from today in even your thoughts and the things you conceive in your heart to do to reveal the Father's glory, I pray that it will receive divine approval. So we have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that it is not just about hard work. The Bible says it's not of him that willeth, 
Neither is it of him that ran it. Romans 9, 16 downwards. It's important to understand, my brothers and sisters, that hard work rewards, but if you want to enjoy fruitfulness, it's a product of favor. Hard work rewards, but fruitfulness and satisfaction is a product of favor. Hallelujah. Favor is what makes God tell a man his secrets. It is favor. And Abraham found favor before God. So in Genesis chapter 18, the Bible says, when it was time to unleash divine judgment on the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, God said, ah, I cannot hide this from my servant Abraham. My brothers and sisters, there are dimensions in God you must desire to enter into. There are dimensions in God you must desire to have a foretaste of. Listen, and people are living stress-free lives, not because they have political connection. It's because they are connected to divinity. God said, I can't hide this from Abraham. Let me tell him because I know that he will teach his children. He will instruct his children in the way of the Lord. When a man finds favor, even what is termed as divine secret, even quotes in heaven are released and revealed to him. Hallelujah. Favor is what makes us qualify to do things we didn't see ourselves as having abilities to do before. Abilities to do before. Favor, my brothers and sisters, is the game changer. Favor changes the game. When favor comes on a man, the game changes. Listen to me. Most of the time, for, for most of us, the kind of persecutions and uh, all the, 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 the accusations we go through is because there is something unusual happening about you. When men can see your humanity, may God draw you to that place uh, where it will not be by might, uh, it will not be by power, not just by the spirit, but because he has favored you. Hallelujah. Because he has favored you. Favor, my brothers and sisters, is the game changer. Now let's go back to Nehemiah. The Bible says he was told that your beloved city, Judah and Jerusalem, is broken down. Everything is destroyed. And the Bible says he wept. And today, one of the reasons why I'm taking my time to deal with the subject of favor on its own is because when you take your time to understand the historic narrative on the story of Nehemiah, you will understand that favor indeed is the game changer. And from today, as you pray for wisdom, as you pray for healing, as you pray for deliverance, take your time to also pray for favor. You must pray, you must do things and make sure that God finds you at all costs. Listen, I didn't say God has not seen you. God has seen many of us, but we, our heads lack favor. When favor locates a man, it is because God has found him. <laughs> it's because God has what? Found him. So what is favor? Favor is the supernatural influence that gives advantage and the upper hand to a man before God and before men. 
I have enjoyed some dimensions of favor, but as I understood this subject, I want more. <laughs> I want more. I will repeat that. I said favor is the supernatural influence that gives advantage and the upper hand to a man before God and before men. Supernatural influence. From today, may God supernaturally influence things in your favor. When two are being sought for and you are part of the two, may it be you in the name of Jesus. When one is even being looked for and you are 20, favor will isolate you. Favor will stand you out and you shall be selected and chosen. Hallelujah. How can one invoke Activate and draw favor, any of them. How can I draw favor? Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. How can one draw favor? How can one draw favor? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to minister to Mrs. Labi and Pastor Mark. Cabrado Labrande Ligadosa. Lema Hatosa Pariatu Caparianda Labalo Cadosa. I see in the spirit like a policeman, a very short man who has been following Pastor Mark. Anytime money is about to come into his hands, in the spirit, an arrest is caused. And then things begin to happen that look insignificant. But by the time he finishes solving it, all the money is gone. Even the one he has not yet earned is gone. The Lord said, prophesy deliverance. And release favor over his head. And I'm going to do that in the name of Jesus. Pastor Mark, wherever you are, receive the favor of God. As the hand of God snatches you from these evil powers of darkness. That have sought to frustrate the grace of God over your life. I declare your deliverance right now. I declare total deliverance. You are redeemed by the power of God. And I release favor like rains, like the latter rains, like the latter rains. I release favor. I release favor on common high favor over you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So how can one walk in favor? How can one invoke and activate the favor of God to the advantage. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 6. He said, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. In fact, the first time I read this, I will say it. I know I'm preaching, but I will say it. I said, huh? A just man, quaffing alcohol. What does that tell you? It is not in your place to judge a man God has raised. It is tempting but run away from it. It is very tempting to do that. In fact, every born again Christian enjoys judgment and condemnation. Interestingly, there is so much scripture verses that warns us against taking vengeance or being judgmental. But we don't see it. The man, yes, he drank alcohol, became naked. His children saw him. One actually made fun of him. But listen to God's opinion about Noah. He said what? He is a just man. He is a perfect and righteous man in his generation. Listen to me. In his generation, you must understand that in the generation of Noah, righteousness was an interesting matter. Very, very interesting. And I, maybe I will go into the act of righteousness. Maybe. That's not part of my message today. 
Now maybe we'll do that. I'm enjoying myself. The message is blessing me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how does one activate favor? Let me add another scripture, then I'll give you about five keys. Proverbs chapter 3, 1 to 4. The keys are in chapter, the chapter, chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, 1 to 4. The keys are really in 1, 2, and 4. It said, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. You know, when God says, let your heart, he's talking about love me unconditionally. Just love me. Verse 2. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to your life. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to your life. When you are a lover of God. No, verse 3. Let no mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Verse 4. I love it. I love it. Verse 4, please. I love this. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Hallelujah. You can't just have favor with God though. You need it before men also. Because we live for God in the realm of men. Hallelujah. So let me give you a few things. How can one invoke favor? Number one. Number one. Be a lover of God. An unconditional lover of God. Now, this particular word, it will keep appearing. Because that is the premise, the foundation on which God even have a relationship with us. Love. For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved. Whilst we were yet sinners, he loved us. Everything hinges on love. So, if you want to activate this supernatural influence that gives advantage to you in life, be an unconditional, addicted lover of God. Hallelujah. An unconditional, addicted lover of God. Not people who only love God when all is well and is convenient. Love him anyhow. Let him be your priority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two, be righteous and blameless. Be righteous and what? And it's important I give you a quick insight into the word righteousness. Righteousness means, and it's important I do this, a man who stands right with God. You can never please me. 16 years in ministry, Sammy, I have discovered that when men hate you, even when you walk on water, they will say you went to park blocks under the water. You can never please men. The judgment of men are high but not correct. Because they demand from people what they themselves cannot do. I repeat that. So when God says somebody is right, it is important you see what he sees that makes him do or make that declaration. Hallelujah. So number one is what? Love God unconditionally. Be an addicted, committed lover. Number two is that be righteous and blameless. And listen, when we talk about the state of blamelessness, yes, in the realm of men, sometimes you must try not to allow people to find fault. But I have come to discover, walking in the ministry God has given to me, that being 
blameless before God is important than being blameless before men. As a prophet, sometimes there are things God has said I should say, and I said it, and people took offense. Now, to those people, they will think I am not blameless, but to God, I am blameless. Remember, the one we are looking for the favor from is God, and it is not man. That was one of the major problems of Saul. He didn't know where his loyalty lied. Hallelujah. There are times when God will lead you to do things. People will not be happy. But hear this child of God. If you want to walk in this supernatural influence that gives advantage, let your priority be to please God. Let God call you righteous. What any man says is not important. Because it is God who will judge. Number three. Be faithful. Be faithful. Noah found favor with God due to his faithfulness. Abraham and all the great men, in fact, Nehemiah, who is the subject of our study, found favor because he was faithful. Look at a boy who had been captured as a slave in a strange land and his loyalty to the land was never taken away. That is faithfulness. It is required of servants to be faithful. The church in the 21st century must understand playing smart games will only hurt you. Faithfulness makes you stable. A faithful man is known for values and the values don't change. Hallelujah. Am I communicating this morning? Be faithful. Faithful in little, faithful in much, faithful in what belongs to another man and God will make you, he will give to you. Let's look at Genesis 6, 40. I seem to be dwelling more on Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 14. Make yourself an ark of gaffer wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. Go to 22. So this was the assignment God gave Noah, right? Go to verse 22. That same chapter, verse 22. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. Faithfulness is doing to the last heel what God commands and instructs you to do. Be faithful. Nehemiah was faithful. He didn't say, hey, this palace I have come to, if I go and know and go and do two no, they will cut off my head. No. When he was told, can you imagine somebody whose, whose responsibility it was to make the king happy was fasting. How can you fast and be happy? No wonder he appeared before the king. And the Bible says the king saw that his face had changed. And the penalty for appearing before the king as a cupbearer in those days was your head being chopped off. But you see, faithfulness will always cause you to put the things of God first. I hope the volume is high. Number three or number four? Number four. Be a lover of people. Don't just love God. Love people too. Let me help you to understand something. Do you know why 
I don't know why many people are doing it these days. Today, some people want to go to the prisons and give them gifts. Tomorrow, people want to do this. Tomorrow, people want to, even musicians and philanthropists, somebody like Bill Gates, people don't want to mention his name in the church. I wonder how we think that guy is so powerful. His money has given him some level of power, but it cannot be compared to what we wield as Christians. Well, guess it's not our problem, church. And when I say it's not a problem, don't think that I'm naive. I know what I'm talking about. If he ties a knot, God will untie it. If he sit down, God showed him his level. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? If he sit down, who appears to have it all, even him, the Bible says Jesus Christ triumphantly defeated him and made the public show. No man comes near him. My boldness in these things is because I know what God has done before and he will do it again. Be a lover of people. Lover of people. Matthew 25. 34 to 40. No, we won't read that. But it talks about Jesus saying, when you visited the people in the prison, in the hospital, you did it for me. Church, when God blesses you, listen to me, everybody. When God blesses you, don't chop everything alone. Find people and bless them as well. Psalm 41 says, if you do that, God will lift you up from your sick bed. Love people. It means favor. What I want us to read is in the book of Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, 11 and 12. Ruth found favor in the eyes of Boaz because she was a lover of people. She loved people. Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, 11 and 12. He said, and Boaz answered and said to Ruth, it has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Verse 12. Oh, Jesus. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Hallelujah. Love people. Look beyond your nose. See beyond your life. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself, not above yourself. Love people. When you can help, help. But make sure you are not being used. Because today there are a lot of people who are using people. Make sure you are not being used. Because there are many people with entitlement mentality. They think because they want the thing from you, you must give it. My friend, are you in my pocket? So love God, love people. Number five, be a giver. Nehemiah gave his time and it resulted in what? Favor. What it means is that as long as he was the king's armor bearer or cup bearer, when it was not time for the king to drink, he was free. But he used that free time to fast and pray. He gave, he gave, he gave. What are you giving? Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Church, don't let the world teach you the reverse. The world says that it is more blessed to keep because when you keep, you heap up. It's not true. True blessings, true fruitfulness and wealth is in giving. Give your life, give your heart, give your resources, especially to the church. Support so that the church can have more capacity to bring in the lost. 
Be a giver. Number six, be submissive and committed to God. Be submissive. That's something I love about Noah. He was so submissive. And, and even Nehemiah. Nehemiah was so submissive. So, so submissive to God. To the extent that he didn't count his life. See, when you are submitted to authority, what authority stands for is your priority. Hallelujah. Number seven, be humble. So let's move. I, I said I'll give you five. There are 15 in the book, you get all. So let's move. Benefits of favor. I have 20 here, but I'll give you five. Benefits of favor. What are the benefits of favor? Benefit number one, favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. Supernatural, not bank rate provisions. Not investment rate provisions. Supernatural benefits of favor. The number one benefit of favor. I'll give you five major ones that will help you go into other things. And watch out for this book. It's going to be an interesting book. From Ashes to Glory. Number one. Favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. Can you imagine a cup bearer, a servant, suddenly being given a letter to enter the king's reserve, to get the king's provisions, and receive military escort? May favor locate you this morning. I invoke divine influence in your favor. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two. It produces restoration of everything the enemy has stolen from you. Restoration. Favor produces restoration. Was Nehemiah not told in Nehemiah 1 verse 4 that the city has been burned down and nothing is left and the people are in, in reproach and in shame when he went to the king and found favor. The Bible says whatever was destroyed was given back to him to go and build. Desire favor. As we get ready to go into divine encounters, one of the prayers I want you to pray every day is that God overflow my destiny with favor. Number three. It produces honor. You realize that when Nehemiah entered the city to build it from chapter 3, the Bible says all the people began to look up to him. All the people began to look up to him. When God favors you, the very place where you were looked down on, the very place where you were rejected, God will cause you to be exalted and honored. Number four, this is very important to me. Very, very important to me. It produces increase in assets, especially in the area of real estate. Houses. Property. Favor is what brings property. Number five. 
That's why you don't have to allow any man to judge you from where you have come from. If where we have all come from is enough, we wouldn't be looking for God. We wouldn't be serving God. I repeat that. I said favor produces increase in assets, especially in the area of real estate. When Nehemiah found favor before the king, was he the same? Come on, go, go, go to Nehemiah chapter. Oh, Jesus. Chapter 2. Quickly. Nehemiah chapter 2. Verse 7. Nehemiah chapter 2. Favor produces what? Increase in assets, especially in the area of real estate, property. I declare favor on this commission. Every member, you will own property in prime areas. You will own property wherever that matters. You will own properties in strategic places because favor is locating you. Hello? If you want to save from that salary, you can only buy block. I'm not cursing you. I'm telling you the truth. If you want to save from that income, you may only buy land. But when favor comes on you, your land will increase. Your block capacity will increase. Your iron rod capacity will increase. Some of you, you will even build houses. You will buy houses. Nehemiah 2.7. Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governor of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Jordan. Judah, sorry, eight. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gate of the citadel. Hallelujah. Oh, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy, for the house that I will occupy, for the house that I will occupy, for the house that you will occupy, for the house that you will occupy. This slave stood in front of the same king who destroyed their city to ask him for the materials to build a house he will occupy, to build the lost house. And the king granted them to me according to the hand of my God upon my life. I declare this morning that this influence, supernatural influence will overflow over your destiny in the name of Jesus. Finally. Oh, 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 divine influence. Oh, supernatural influence. Oh, favor upon everyone under the sound of my voice. Find favor in that office, that place where you are working. Find favor. They bypassed you, yes, but they are coming back for you. Ah, they have not recognized you, but they are coming back for you. Ah, favor brings increase in assets. Finally. Finally, number five, it produces great victory in the midst of impossibilities. Ha! Great what? Victories in the midst. Have you have heard of the name Sambalat and Tobias? 
The Bible says they were worried because a man has come to seek the welfare of Israel. They were worried. But when favor comes, it doesn't matter who is having sleepless nights because of the promotion. Because of your name that came up in the board meeting, in that management meeting, hear the child of God. When supernatural influence is released over your life, no man can stand it. They will rise against you, but they will fail. They will rise against you. They will plot on their bed, but they will fail. I'm prophesying to somebody this morning, under the sound of my voice, there have been great resistance towards your breakthrough. There have been great resistance towards your financial liberty. There have been great resistance towards your health. There have been great resistance in every area of your life, your marriage, your relationship, your peace of mind. But this morning, I stand as an oracle of God and release this supernatural influence called favor. I release this game changer over you. The same people who said it is not possible. I decree that by this favor, they will open doors for you. They will make way for you. They will make recommendations for you. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 7, that the same Moses the people rejected, God brought him back to be their deliverance. Child of God, if you are a believer, take this word prophetically. Wherever you have been rejected, they are coming back for you. They are coming back for you because there is a reserve portion. Because there is something God has reserved for you. And it takes supernatural influence. It takes supernatural favor to take hold of that thing. As we go through the necessity of favor, I activate this favor over you. I activate this favor over you. Receive it now. 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 I declare whatever your challenges have been, I declare this game changer, divine influence, supernatural influence to begin to reign over you. Reign over you now. Reign over you now. Reign over you now. I pray specifically in the area of assets. I declare that favor, <laughs> favor to own a piece of your father's land has located you, has located you, has located you has located you now in the name of Jesus I speak into the heavens I speak into the sun and the moon as they come out of their cage I declare they will shine favor they will shine a radiant favor the game changer over your destiny in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I prophesy to everyone watching me in that difficulty of your life God is bringing you favor you are sailing out you are sailing out the battles you lost yesterday today you are winning them hands down because favor produces victory in the midst of impossibilities I declare possibilities I declare possibilities I declare possibilities I declare possibilities over your destiny over your life over your destiny, over your life, over your destiny, over your life. Hey, Marosa Katosa Kahai, Iparoka Toka Pari Atos, a Mantolibidi Kadosa, a Matolibidi Kada, a Pariatos Kaha. I prophesy over you the grace, the favor to change the game. Hmm. In the name of Jesus. 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mrs. Labiaim, the Lord asked me to tell you two things. He said, if I saw Isaiah 44, I saw Isaiah 44 verse 3 specifically. That's what the Lord said I should tell you. So you can read it. Isaiah 44 verse 3. He said, Israel did not take possession of the land by their strength. But they did. They did. Sorry, Psalm 44. Psalm 44, not Isaiah. Mrs. Labi, that's your prophetic word. Psalm 44 verse 3. The Lord said, I should tell you that cast your eye on that scripture and it will settle the matter. He said, they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. Because you favored them. In the name of Jesus, I stand in this office and on this altar and declare any misfortune that has been programmed into this week against you, I declare miscarriage. I declare miscarriage. The enemy will wait perpetually, but the misfortune will not happen because the hand of God has emptied the womb of time in this week of misfortune. I prophesy affliction will not happen the second time. I pray for Jeff. I see some movement in his lower abdomen like hernia. The Lord said prophesy and I speak life into that region. Lord, he will not suffer hernia. Anything that causes men to experience any form of impotence, he is delivered from it. He is totally delivered from it in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Tell him the Lord said he will be a fruitful man. A fruitful man. But he should take care of his life. He should take care of his life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's begin to thank God. My time is almost up. Let's begin to thank God. I have just 10 minutes more. I have a few announcements to make. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We honor you for the necessity of favor. Today, we submit our heads. We submit our heads. We submit our destinies for favor. Lord, let this game changer be our portion. 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 Cabra to Sapayato la Baligados, Maros Alan de Girigaros, Aranto Libri Andesa Catas, La Hatosa, Marosa Cadi Ande de Gidesa, Lebrain Cabrona Brande Grendasos. We thank you, Father. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 